we have control over our physical and our mental, our physical, um, to raise ourselves to a higher bandwidth. But if you have a blockage in mind, uh, in money or relationships, it's almost like it's clogging <laughs> the uh, mm-hmm. pathway for you. And like, how do you break free from that? And it, I think it goes down to core belief systems and making peace with it because it energetically moves that block out of the way. You have the knowledge, the experience, and the talent needed to succeed. But in the day and age we live in, skill is not enough. Your story is the most powerful tool in your arsenal. This show will help you tap into that resource and learn how to leverage your message to gain deeper influence and build a lasting legacy. Tune in each week as thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and authors share how they built empires on the backs of their story. You're listening to Stories That Sell with your host, Scott Ramage. Hey everyone, today I have with me Stacey Laban. She is a transformational strategist and the master designer of Laban Life by Design. And if you've listened to me talk much, you know that I am a big fan of Life by Design. Welcome, Stacey. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I this is going to be fun fun conversation because it's coming right after Christmas and. Um, I think a lot of stuff happens in our own brain, our own psyche, the way that we respond to the things around us when we're either brought into situations that are higher stress holidays, or we are surrounded by our family where we picked up so many bad, sometimes some of us picked up some bad habits and we start to see these patterns like, whoa, wait a minute. So why don't you tell people what we do? We'll get started that way. Okay. Um, I completely agree in regards to the family dynamics because that has been my experience over the last uh, couple weeks with the holidays and how everybody kind of attempts to come Mm -hmm. together (laughs) in some way. Um, Let me just share a little bit about myself first here and then we can dig all into the the deep stuff like that. Um, So my name is Stacey Laban and yes, I'm the master designer of Laban Life by Design which is originated, um, Laban is my maiden name. It's my birth name. It does translate to the good. And so I felt like this was appropriate to have the good life uh, with the intention that we can design an inspired life. Um, It's just how we look at things. Uh, And when you're thinking about patterns with families and those family dynamics, of course, those are where we build a lot of our um, programmed beliefs or core beliefs. And so this kind of segues into what I'm doing now (laughs) and the transition that I took uh, to get to to where I am at this point currently in my life. Um, And so I like to tell people, uh, you know, I came from chaos and a reactive lifestyle. And it wasn't until I became very aware (laughs) of my patterns and how things were transforming that I could actually stop some of that pain. Um, And of course, with true transformation, you have to have that contraction. Like that's kind of the, the, you know, the arrow and the bow theory where you're pulling back and it hurts. But then once that happens and you've got that tension there, you can just soar. And so I, I try to look at things in that perspective, like, okay, what contraction am I going through today? (laughs) Um, But really, it's about uh, becoming aware of my own 
choices, the power in that choice that I've been making. And then how can I shift my mind to look at things a little bit differently compared to how I used to look at things differently? So I was kind of going on this journey of just like going with the flow, so to speak, and being reactive to life happening to me and not necessarily for me. And it wasn't until I flipped that script and realized that everything was a gift within that. So my wounds that I, you know, was constantly licking mm-hmm. <laughs> or trying to soothe uh, were really the catalyst to my greatest gifts. They gave me the strengths, the strength um, and the resolve, the resiliency to withstand other um, circumstances, whether it be similar or not. And it, it really got to the point where I, I noticed I was choosing different things for myself, but it might've been a different person who is completely opposite of a different, you know, a different relationship that I maybe had had. And I would do this and then it, it would all morph into the same ending experience. And I'm like, okay, this is the same game with different players and I am the key person here. So it's coming from me and why? <laughs> so I had to dig down deep into that. And I actually went through uh, what's called, what someone maybe know um, or hear of now, we hear this term a lot more as mm-hmm. shadow work. And that's really digging into the core uh, belief systems or those wounds that we took on as a child, you know, under the age of eight, typically, uh, that are really rooted into the foundation of who we are. I think those are so severely underrated by people. They, like, I started doing some of that uh, through a course, a certification course I took two years ago. My wife's going through it now. And it's been a real interesting journey because I saw it early on. And going through writing down the stories and the things that we've kind of held in our brain. And the funny thing about a lot of that work is the way we've interpreted our whole lives, the way that we've internalized it, the way that we've used it to make decisions is so messed up that once you refocus or rephrase or rework that, it's like your eyes are actually opened. And you're like, whoa, this thing that happened to me so long ago has kept me from moving forward in this area. Um, so I love that you're doing, <laughs> you're doing that work. Um, when did you get a hold of it? Well, um, I would say that my journey started with a complete breakdown of everything that I believe to be true. <laughs> and that came, um, it was building up and it had been building up my entire life, but the reality of when I just let go of the control of it, um, I had just had a miscarriage. It was 2008. And shortly after that, uh, my husband at the time went into uh, alcohol treatment. And so world was a chaos. Uh, he was now removed from the house and he completed that program, but he did what they would, cons- what some people would call the 13th step. And so he came out with a relationship oh. <laughs> and in, and in that process, um, we had built a, you know, a significant business together. We had been together for almost uh, seven years and everything changed. Not only did I just lo- have the loss of my child, I lost my husband the business that I knew it 
all of the clients that were considered friends as well. Um, that all removed itself from me just through the dynamic of what happened in that experience. We lived on a small little ranch just right outside of a small, very small community of 300 in our business was central. Um, and I was just exhausted with trying to hold everything together. Not only alcoholism playing a role in my life significantly um, in many different levels, but now it was a physical issue too that I was struggling with. Um, and ultimately now looking back, you know, a lot of that was created in my mind as well with the stress and my reactive state of everything that transpires around that. I recall, like, I literally felt like I had died. Like, I didn't know what to do. I had one very good friend that was a, a guiding force for me. And I just remember randomly driving one day and I, I drove myself to a church and I found myself in the parking lot and I'm like, I just need to go in. I think it was a random Tuesday. And I went in and I sat in the back of the church in the last pew and I just sobbed and I cried and I envision myself and I literally saw myself sitting at the feet of Jesus at that altar and just weeping and saying, you know, just do with me what you can. Like, I just give up. I just, I'm, I'm use me <laughs> for what needs to take place here. And literally within minutes, small little miracles started popping up for me and I was paying attention. I had been awakened, so to speak. <laughs> and I just kept following the, those miracles and watching for them and believing um, that I was going to be supported because I was no longer in control of this. And I understood that I wasn't in control to begin with <laughs> for the most part. I mean, I, right now I believe, you know, we can control how we react. Um, we can accept a feeling and kind of step through it and then, decide to look at things differently to be able to shift that feeling, honestly. So we are gifted with these experiences to learn and to grow. And I think that's a big part of our purpose here and help elevate other people to a place where they can find some peace. Do you think that, so you, you had this experience, you had this, um, Do you think that those little miracles that you are now seeing, do you think those were always apparent in your life? You just didn't see them? Yes. I think, I honestly think God was like tapping me on the shoulder <laughs> and I was just looking over this way and it got louder and louder. And because I wasn't paying attention, I needed yeah. that. I needed a huge um, wake up call. And, you know, now looking back, there were so many because that was one experience that was fairly traumatic for me. But that was the catalyst that shifted me into a new way of being because I had a lot of drama and a lot of chaos from a very young age coming at me for quite a t long time. Now, now that I've done this shadow work and I've looked at the core beliefs and then even understanding that. You know, it might not even been a traumatic experience that set my mind to a belief system. It might have just been simply like I felt a certain way because I was in this room and these people were here. But I remember that and it and it created a thought in my mind that I, I think that's a really good point. And because like mine weren't traumatic, like the things 
like not overly traumatic. Sure, they were dramatic, like certain things were dramatic and the way that I interpreted and I played those out, like were holding me in a prison my, of my own head. So um, it's, it's interesting that you, you emphasize that it definitely, it absolutely didn't have to be traumatic. I think a lot of people wrap this in the trauma category and that's uh-huh. the, that's the lie. That's a big lie is like, if you haven't had anything massive happen to you, if you haven't had major loss or whatever, doesn't mean you're not walking around with stuff that needs to be worked on. Hey, before we get started, imagine having a team of virtual assistants helping you out with everything from scheduling appointments, nurturing leads, processing payments, sending out marketing emails, creating content, managing your social media accounts, and so much more. The Ace for Gyms is here to make sure your business runs as smoothly as possible so that you can focus on what matters most, serving your clients. We offer a wide range of services that will completely run your business and give you the one thing everyone is limited on, more time. Check out our website at www.vasforgyms.com. That's V-A-S forgyms.com and book an appointment to find out more. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And that was key to me too, because when I went down digging deep into what my core beliefs were, it was just like a simple experience that I had. Um, I'll give you even one example that was really big for me. And I still kind of had like this aha thought process around it, but we were working through, um, I am not worthy. That was one of my core beliefs. And I think a lot of people have that belief system. And every time we could have this conversation about not being worthy, my mind would pattern out. I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word and I shall be healed. So I, I was raised mm-hmm. Catholic grew up in a Catholic home, went to a Catholic school. We were in mass every day, um, most of the time. And that was one of the short prayers that we would consistently say. And I didn't realize, um, and my spiritual journey has been interesting to say the least uh, because I came from that, that background and, you know, we've ebbed and flowed with what do I believe? What is true for me? But the belief system that came rooted in me every time I would hear I'm not worthy, my mind would finish the sentence, whether it was, you know, even on point, it, it was literally programmed that deep. I'm not worthy to receive you. Now, as an adult, I understand what that means now, but when I'm a five-year-old or a four-year-old and I'm hearing that program coming through, um, I'm believing it literally. And I think I just took that on and I, I went through life thinking I'm not worthy to receive, you know, true love, um, stability, (laughs) you know, all of all these pains that I was putting on myself because there's shame involved too. And shame is a different beast than guilt. It's integrally, you know, embodying your whole existence. And it wasn't until you know, that was my aha with the core beliefs and the powers behind them. Now, I have since learned that I've got many, many core beliefs. But the power in that is I get to um, pair that with uh, what I call a gold belief or gold polarity, where I can neutralize the pain point and make peace with it. 
and um, studying in regards to like the laws, the law of polarity, the law of resonance, um, not necessarily believing in the law of attraction, although I think that's a, you know, byproduct of uh, the law of resonance. (laughs) So looking at like, am I going to fight this? It'd be like cutting off my arm because I don't want to be, I don't want that part of me. And then, you know, suffering from it. And at the same sense, like, it is part of me. I need to accept it. It, It's going to help me, you know, navigate uh, life. In embracing that negative with the positive and then, like, filtering it more into a uh, place of, you know, Mm -hmm. in the middle balance. And that removes the uh, charge for more negative to come in and it allows things to kind of float through you. That makes sense. (laughs) So I look at things differently now through a filter of peace. Does this bring me peace? Um, If I were to die tomorrow, would this matter? And that, you know, just in my own experiences coming close to a near death, when I did have my miscarriage, I did have some um, experience around the thought that maybe things are not as what I seem as I've seen them to be. Um, And just really understanding that, you know, life is too short and what we carry with us, is it really important? Because you get to that point of like, did I matter? Did I make a difference? Why am I here? I think having that question of um, like, if I die today is a really good question to have very frequently. A lot of us live in a way is like tomorrow or someday. And I remember I was at a conference and a lady goes, you know, what I hear a lot is like what a lot of you are planning for what's coming up. And let me ask you, did you really live today or are you always looking at the horizon? That was a massive eye opener for me. It also helps me. I'm bringing this to where it relates with me, of course, but like when somebody talks in my family, talks about money, and there's a real closed mindset, like, I'll never be able to afford that. Uh, or we'll never get to that point. Or, you know, people that have that much money are taking advantage of others. Like, is that sir? The question, does that does that mindset serve you? Has been one that's really big for me. And it, the problem is, is when you do this work, there is a problem side to doing this work. And I'd like you to talk about this, is you start to see everybody else's pain you start to see everybody else's and you're like want to scream from the rooftops you have a problem address this this is uh, this is holding you back from your potential and i truly believe so much i don't get woo woo like i'm not a woo woo guy but i know that i know that i know that these things that we aren't working on that we these beliefs that we have are stopping you from your potential there is zero doubt in my mind and people are like you just forever where Scott your mindset around money was a big one for for my upbringing your mindset around money is really messed up I'm like I and I never believed it until I actually did some work around it <laughs> and now I'm like oh my gosh everybody like everybody like you've got to learn how to get this under control because you are destroying your own future <laughs> yes Yeah. It's like a cap. There's like a a lid on the top of it. You can't get past that. And that's kind of that breakthrough. I believe that we all live kind of within this bandwidth 
and we're floating back and forth. And sometimes we're sitting on this lower band with the frequency mm. and we're attracting all those lower things in. And we have control over our physical and our mental, our physical, um, to raise ourselves to a higher bandwidth. But if you have a blockage in mind, uh, in money or relationships, it's almost like it's clogging <laughs> the uh, mm-hmm. pathway for you and like how do you break free from that and it I think it goes down to core belief systems and making peace with it because it energetically moves that block out of the way now I noticed after I started doing core belief work I was able to up level my income but it was not until I looked at things differently and actually had a different feeling around you know being successful what does that look like? Like the want or the need is actually the block. <laughs> Can I be happy in this moment right now with everything that I have in front of me? It's being grateful. And when I think about like, am I going to die today? I was going through some physical ailments that, you know, really brought me to look at death. And how do I embrace death? Is it fear? Am I running away from it? Well, that hurts. That's scary to me. And going into this whole process of like, okay, can I look at it a little differently and kind of float with the idea that I may, I mean, I'm going to pass away someday. (laughs) So do I sit in the pain of this fear and worry causing myself more pain physically and worry, or can I just accept it and look at all of these wonderful things that are around me, shifting my vibration literally to joy. And then it dissipated out for me. It then became um, neutral, so to speak. And, you know, looking at high stress, I have always been like, go, 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 take on all of these things. And that part of my journey through a health aspect, I was literally dealing with mold toxicity. And when I looked at the spiritual aspect of mold toxicity, it's the thing that really stood out to me was... um, Mold cannot live in the light. So when I started looking at my life and I'm like, I am in the dark, <laughs> like I am in the dark. I am literally, you know, choosing to die here in this situation because I need to step out into the light. I need to look at what is my purpose and how can I bring joy into my everyday? And when you get to that moment of like, well, if I'm going to die tomorrow, um, you get hyper-focused on what's important. So stress in, a, in that sense can be really um, helpful because it pushes everything else out of the way. So also looking at like my stress levels and what I'm taking on, but utilizing the fact that stress can help me be very clear on what I need to do. And um, that's when I stepped out of the monotony of just like, I need to make this much money. And I need to make sure these things are all in alignment and, and, you know, being taken care of. I knew my purpose was actually to be talking about these things with people and helping them look at things differently and finding peace in the day, in the moment and right where they're at and just taking a breath it's all going to be okay. I like what you said <laughs> about money because I think a lot of people, and I, I don't mean to keep coming back to this, but there's so much. Um, a lot of people have this, among other things, relationships, um, self-worth, all these things. But 
it is literally not a it's the mindset around money is not worrying about the future because it's not doing anything that's been the biggest thing for me is like wait like pay attention to what's 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 going on in my brain kill the lies and actions will happen when you can really you can start breathing better you can start seeing it and it's like oh okay well i do if i did die this afternoon i want to live a good day and if i'm chasing a dollar every second of that day and it's not enjoyable to me then it's worthless it's uh, sure my family can eat a little better or go on a vacation but it really means nothing and i think that shift in mindset and, and around relationships around belongings all these things i think there's a misconception on around a lot of people that it is woo woo when we really people mm -hmm. like you have been through it and understand the power of it for moving yourself forward and the freedom that comes with it massive freedom for sure massive freedom because the should haves and i better do this and all of those are demands that we're placing on ourselves and those are not healthy like we tend to like back away from demands right <laughs> like don't make me do that don't force me to do that so you're already creating this like separation between what you really want and what you should be doing um and i think that money is you know reflective of your self value that you place on yourself too so if you are sitting in those core beliefs or those shadow beliefs you're already in that space of like maybe i'm not worthy enough and you know, how do you make peace with that? As soon as I could make peace with that, the doors just opened up. And then I dug a little bit deeper in regards to victim mentality, because I've always been like the rescuer or the person that I'm going to take care of everything. And it wasn't until I realized I'm actually sitting in victim mentality with this because I'm the rescuer helping the person, the person that's a victim. And we're playing this little game, <laughs> you know, just you know, do what you got to do, get out there and just do this. Like I can see what needs to happen. And we have this dance going back and forth and maybe they start to take care of themselves a little bit better and you kind of relax, but then their pattern is being the victim and come save me. So we're doing this dance pretty soon. I'm resentful and they're mad at me because I'm being controlling. And it wasn't until I was like, I need to step out of victim mentality altogether, even as a rescuer and actually look at creator mentality. So creator mentality for me is um, not participating in that dynamic at all. And what do I get to create now? Like, what do I want? What's inspiring me to like have an experience? It's not about the end all game of how much money is in my bank account or if I'm going to be married to, you know, this particular, very specifically focused person. It's, you know, what is my experience going to be and what do I want to have? in this experience and what gets to be fun yeah the joy of it yeah. so what you had this experience in the church sitting in the back in the pews and you started to see little miracles you basically started to see the good around you instead of clouding it or not seeing it because you were you you say you're in a reactive state instead of a you know like a prepared or Creator. creator. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, what were some of the major tools of breakthrough for you? Did you, did you hire a coach? Did you hire, you know, like what, what, did, what were did you start praying? Like what were the things that led you to that yeah. place? I, 
Well, um, I pulled out the Bible. That was one of the first steps I did. Um, even though I was in um, a very religious based upbringing, I didn't know it. It's very common. It was just, I was going there doing the motions. I didn't understand things. I didn't look at it from my own perspective. Um, so I, I started looking at that and I surrounded myself with supporters uh, and encouragers. And I didn't, I attempted to the best of my ability not to sit in um, a continual pattern of uh, feeling sorry for myself. Like it shifted into, okay, now what are you going to do? <laughs> and you can't control anybody else, but yes, you need to have these uh, emotions come up because if you don't, it's going to come out in another form eventually anyway. Like I've been through this before. So, um, and then I did, I started reaching out to, uh, mo I looked at motivational speaking. I started listening to like YouTube channels where people were talking about resilience I dug deeply into um, codependency to understand that a little bit better because my pattern was I was continually in relationships with alcoholics and I was always the one, you know, like holding everything together. And I had a role that I played in that. I was getting something out of that. And it, you know, it eventually came back to, um, I'm not going to say my own ego, but yes, <laughs> Like being, I can take care of this. You know, there's this aspect of that. I looked into that. I went, started going to Al-Anon, um, being around people that also wanted to help themselves. And that, that was all appropriate and in that time frame. And I absorbed every piece of self-development, personal development. And I really wanted to understand myself. It shifted away from like understanding other people and why they're doing things. Granted, I still, you know, I, I pay attention to that too. But really it was like, why does this keep happening to me? What is it about me? It was so strange that I would even have moments where I maybe wasn't feeling right for the day, but I would get a, I would get a message from my ex-husband and the relationship marriage that I had prior to that, that ex-husband would also message me on the same day. And it was really weird for me because they're two totally, they don't know each other. They're two totally different personalities. They would come in on the same day with a message in some uh, drama around something that was going on. And then I, that's when I started looking at uh, frequency and vibration. And like there's an attraction here that's happening. Uh, but that didn't happen right away as far as that part of my journey. It was more about surrounding myself around the correct people, getting in a group of community. I think community is healing. Um, and then knowing when it's appropriate to step away from that community too, when you're at another level. Because um, even in my experiences going back to maybe that same group, um, after I've done a lot of work, there was some things that were uh that became aware to me that maybe that wasn't the best place now that maybe there's another place that's a little bit better for me to um, tap into what I'm needing to I think have. As, I as think my that self-awareness alone is massive. A lot of people will find a group that helps them and then they will stay there forever and no one ever go, grows beyond that spot. They're all folk. They're all sitting in a room of people that kind of traveled this, this, 
journey together and they're holding each other back from the next steps because they don't have any model of it. There's no model of it. It's like you're stuck in this yes. eternal cap, if you will. Like you said, you're, you're capped at where you can go. I think that's so crucial, yes. like in business, in personal development, in mind work, mindset work, like look around, like, and evaluate who's around you and what level they're at. If there's no one like really crushing it on where you want to get, like if you are not the, the, you know, if, if you're at the highest pinnacle of the room, either you're leading or you're gone because, and if you're leading right. it, then your other point is, is you can go find a room with higher, higher level people so that you can obtain that next level because it's not going to happen. I love that you brought that up. Yeah, that was a big eye opener to me because I, I did a transit, I moved. And then when I came back to the area, I, I went back to the group and then I felt like there was this, a little bit of a disconnect with where I had been, but I had immersed myself so much in my own healing that once I sat in there, it felt a little bit heavier and some of the same programs. Now I'm looking at it from, like you said, you're watching people play these patterns out and you can assess it and you can see it from a distance, but they're not quite there yet. And that's what I, I feel like um, that's in my gift right now. I can have these conversations with people about awareness and can they see, you know, all different aspects, but not forcing them to to see it. I know that that needs to happen, you know, kind of on their own accord with the choice of looking at it. And some people just can't look at it. It's too painful. So you can't save everybody. You can't fix everybody. <laughs> you can only, um, you can only be responsible for yourself and how you react. And so a big part of that is like not being reactive and just allowing people to have their process. Another big key to me was I was um, not allowing people that I loved to have an experience. I was actually prolonging their pain by enabling their behaviors. And the true gift and love for me now is to step back and let them have that experience and just be a softer place for them to land when they need to process it. I had a, uh, I, I mentor a gentleman and he's like, um, my in-laws are coming to town. They're staying with us Christmas day. I'm tempted to tell them not to come because they're incredibly negative. They're, they're, they're arguing anything I bring up. They argue. It's, it's, it's just really, really toxic. And I said, well, you know, one, you can't control them. Like you literally cannot. And trying to control them is just going to actually put control over you. I said, what if you, that whole day, all you thought about was the joy that you have because you're not stuck in that anymore. He's like, Oh, that's good. I'm like, just like when they're going crazy, just be joyful. And what better thing can we do for people stuck in misery is be joyful. Cause eventually they're gonna be like, okay, Hey, like, how are you yeah. showing joy in all this chaos? And the, you know, maybe not, but the only thing you control is yourself. And I sat in that, um, myself. And I've been really working on that when you're in, you know, in a, in surroundings with people who are kind of miserable, they're stuck in their own head. They're telling themselves stories that are limiting their personal growth, their relational growth, their business growth. Um, and, and I'm just sitting there going, I want screaming from the inside. I want so bad for you to understand the horrible things you're doing to yourself, 
And I'm like, I can't control that. All I can be is as joyful as I can. So they maybe will ask at some point, what, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Kind of modeling the behavior that um, they could choose to have if they decided to. One thing that I, I did, I had that dynamic too, uh, with my family, um, with my in-laws and I read in a book and I can't recall the name of the book, but it was profound in the fact that I needed to look at things. Um, like what can I learn from it? So like ask them questions. Oh, that's interesting. Um, why do you think that, (laughs) you know, like put it back into them assessing, Mm -hmm why you're asking, because I think that brings a huge awareness for people and they have to answer some of those hard questions that they're not even uh, wanting to touch until somebody does ask the question, but looking at it from, well, that's a very interesting way to see things. Why do you see that? That's that such way? an, or why do you do it? That's that a, way? such an important <laughs> skill yet. It's really hard to do. Cause when you're in that moment, you're all you're thinking of is like, you've got like you want to shake them, but it's so funny you bring yeah. that up because I was on a walk and I was reflecting on a conversation and I'm like, it, this belief came out and I was, my draw was jaw was on the ground. I'm like, you like what? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you must be absolutely miserable. It was in my head. And instead of just, I was like stuck in this shock. And the next morning I was walking, I'm like, I should have asked questions. Why do you believe that way? Is there something that happened to you in the past that makes you think X, Y, and Z? And just go down like that question, that never ending question. Cause people will like you, that's probably the best way you can help people is asking them questions and just keep going down that road. Yeah. And I use that tactic on my children (laughs) because I'm like, I need them to be able to think for themselves. And so I need to know where you're at right now. So what, so, so tell me about a little bit more about that. Like, why do you think that? Or how do you think you're going to get out of this situation? Because that is them figuring that out on their own. <laughs> and then you get to, you know, be the witness or be that uh, validation for them when they figure it out. And I think that's the best place to focus. I mean, you're doing this professionally. You're helping people do this. But I think for the common, for us, it's like what, first, identify and fix work on yourself. Get help. Because I don't know that you you can do this stuff on your own, but you really need someone to to kind of maybe shine a mirror on you because we don't do a good job of holding a mirror up to ourselves. And then um, what is the absolute best thing we can do is work on ourselves so that we can do things like that with our kids in the next generation so it doesn't continue on. Yes. And having that person to, you know, ask you those hard questions like, why are you doing that? <laughs> Like I was looking for that um, hardcore coach out there to just, you know, like really stick it to me with questions and asking me in a way that made me think. Is that why you do what you do? So you can provide what you didn't have? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I think um, because that assisted me in being able to find a place of peace and I, I wanted more of that skill set. So I immerse myself in how can I um, create that experience for someone else. And, you know, I started off um, with helping people, you know, based on a a corporate viewpoint or the systems viewpoint of I'm going to build a website and I'm going to do these things. And we're talking about, you know, how to promote them or how to 
market them in some way, but it always comes down with their belief system. I always end up in that space because it really is that their creation is coming from within. And then we get to navigate that, you know, and building a business foundation is based off of your core beliefs and your vision and your values. And what do you, what's the message you want to bring out into the world? So we have to kind of go there to understand that, you know, it all gets built from you internally. What is your vision that you want to put out there into the world? And are you happy doing this? Because I think there's a lot of should haves. Maybe you don't even want to build a website. Maybe you want to like jump in your vehicle and take a trip. And maybe you want to craft your day into like, how can I be a remote support person and go out and see the world? Maybe that's what you want to do. Or maybe there's an aspect of music you want to step further into. Like all of those things matter. And that is what creates an inspired life by design. You're not stuck in the grind if I should and I, you know, what, what do I do to survive? Like, how can I thrive? And you cannot thrive when you're in a strive, you know, uh, struggle uh, and trying to support yourself to live. <laughs> like, I don't believe those two things can mesh well at all with being able to get to the next level. And us as human beings are required, you know, living is just doing and expanding. It's good. It's really good. So it, it really interesting how you tied business to all of this stuff you're talking to. And I, like, I just, you know, I was kind of reading through your bio and I kind of saw that, but I didn't quite understand it, but I get it now. And it makes so much sense because I mean, how many people do you think, well, this is a stupid question. I mean, there's got to be just a lot of people stuck in their business just because they haven't done this work. Yeah. And they're, and they're frozen or they're um, procrastinating because they can't figure it out and they need somebody to help break it down into pieces and to look at what, well, what matters the most. And here is where I'm at. Like most of us don't even look like, where am I at? Like, let's get real with our situation here. Where do we want to go and what, What's foundational and what systems and structures can we build off of that to get you to this point? And knowing there's going to be work involved, there's going to be some contractions involved, but you can have the tools at your availability <laughs> to help navigate through that a little more effectively than maybe you have in the past. So life is, yes, there's a business aspect and that world, but it really is all encompassing on how you're spending every single day, how you're getting up in the morning and how you're resting your head on your pillow at night, how you feel about yourself in between those moments and really crafting like an inspired life that you want to jump out of bed and get to in the morning. That's awesome. That's amazing. I think it's incredibly important work, incredibly important. I think there's probably nobody that could I mean, there's probably everybody could benefit from that. I don't see how they couldn't. Um, so obviously people can get a hold of you in the show notes. All that information is in there. Yes. I'm going to tell you guys, go there, click on, there should be clickable links. So um, how do you work with people? Just give us a little like 30 foot thousand view of what you do and how you do it. 
Well, uh, typically it starts out with a, a phone call and I, I can energetically also understand where somebody might be. So I kind of let that navigate with whatever they're communicating their pain point is digging down deeper into what's the core belief behind it and um, how can we transmute it. So really discovering, you know, it might be a business. I get a lot of people that contact me for how can I do marketing in my business? I want to create, you know, a platform for myself. So we start looking at what the messaging really, which then brings it down into their life skill set. We end up doing some coaching in regards to and alongside building their mm -hmm. business. Um, so we look at the pain points and then we develop uh, a plan on how to look at them deeply and have a better understanding and to pair it with a gold polarity belief system. So it's doing some work around that uh, to help neutralize some things. And then action steps, because none of this happens without some work. Right. <laughs> so what do we start today and how can we get some structure around it? I think sometimes, especially entrepreneurs, they have this big vision of how it's going to be, but then the details get a little muddled and we're kind of all over the place. So for me, it was, I have to have a structured day and how can I set myself up in this day properly to be at my best self Good. in the moment. And Working through those accountability and, you know, watching progress through that plan. Awesome. It's really good stuff. Really good. I think every entrepreneur or business owner really ought to take a deep dive and think, wow. Because, I mean, even you talking about that, I could sense like, oh, I have a little bit of friction in this one spot. And I bet that has a lot to do with those core beliefs, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, they might not have any idea that it really is coming from right. a different place. So it's I'm asking a lot of questions to understand how their brain mm. is processing and then how do we reprogram yeah, it. That's good. Yeah. Literally. Stacy, thank you so much. This was really, really interesting, really good. I think a lot of people really have a lot of work to do, or they should. We all do. Um, and I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. And I believe that uh, there is power in choice and that the choice is theirs to choose their best life with every action step that's taken. I am so appreciative that you have this platform for me to share some of these things with and that we've connected because I, I resonate a lot with what you're doing too. And so I just really appreciate the opportunity to have a voice on your Thank stage. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it was an honor to have you. And I really, really learned a lot from it myself, which is always awesome. <laughs> Thank you again. <laughs> well, and I think, yeah, just we're always learning and we're always growing. And there's some people that just really um, are attracted to that uh, mm -hmm. vibration. Awesome. And you are one I... of them, <laughs> which doesn't surprise me why we have not, uh, that why we have right. actually connected. Right. So it's those little miracles that, that happen. The little miracles. I it. love that. <laughs> I love that. And I'm, I'm going to mm -hmm. receive that and be thankful for that you saying that because that means a lot to me. Uh, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you know the drill. Do the thing. Go go rate, uh, review, uh, follow, or subscribe, I believe, wherever you listen. And um, the biggest gift you can do for me and my guests is listen, rate, and review. And then... Uh, Throw a comment on anything on social media. Thanks again. Have an amazing day. That was fun. You were awesome guest.
you for listening to the Stories That Sell podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, be sure to leave a rating and review and subscribe to hear interviews with incredible guests each and every week.